One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. A great speech can inspire nations. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Or incite change. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. And then there are those that don't. Ah, forgive me. Forgive me. The Prime Minister speaking at the CBI conference there. He lost his place, spent a large chunk of time rustling through papers, and casually went on to do a pretty big plug for Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Peppa Pig who's been to Peppa Pig World? Not enough. I was, well, it's fact, I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. And Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Peppa Pig has since been trending online, so his words definitely did have an impact just maybe not the one he wanted. So how important is the art of public speaking for a world leader? And how does Boris measure up? Simon Lancaster is from Bespoke. He's an expert in speeches and has worked with politicians, including ministers in the Blair cabinet, as well as CEOs from big companies around the world. So Simon, where did it all go wrong in your eyes? Well, I thought it it started quite well, actually. <laughs> I thought as speeches to the CBI go... And bear in mind that speeches to the CBI are not, you know, kind of the pinnacle of entertainment normally. It it was pretty good. There seemed to be a clear narrative structure there. It was very interesting, very engaging, great examples that he had in there. But then about 20 minutes in, it appeared as if he'd lost his place completely in his notes. And he said, forgive me, forgive me, (laughs) about three times and started shuffling with his papers and so at that point, he just seemed to, he seemed to lose himself a little. And I'm not quite sure what happened, actually, because I was watching what he was doing with his hands. And I, I, I wasn't quite clear that he actually shuffled the papers at all. So I, I couldn't work out what he was going, to be honest with you. But obviously, it was very strange to the audience. They're sitting there expecting this speech. And for 20 seconds, the prime minister is, is just blustering and guffawing, which, of course, is his thing. That's what he does. Was it a mistake to mention Peppa Pig? No, I thought that was fine, actually. I mean, I used to write business speeches for Labour ministers, you know, former secretaries of state for trade and industry. And it was almost mandatory to have your little pop culture reference within the speech. And, you know, sometimes it was Big Brother, sometimes it was Sex in the City. I remember playing with both of those. 
but people always loved kids TV as well. I mean, kids TV just is guaranteed to put a smile on most people's faces. So I remember we, 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 this is a while back, you know, it's 20 years ago, but we, we did a speech around Wallace and Gromit, Harry Potter. And, and once we, we did quite a long one about Teletubbies, where the, that was a great British success story because it had been translated into dozens of languages around the world, including Russian. So we were talking about the Teleputsiki. And so I could see exactly where Boris Johnson was going with his, his Peppa Pig reference. But of course, it's, and this is what he always does. He always finds these uh, strange analogies, these peculiar connections most of the time you know the the press enjoy it and say oh it was classic boris but for some reason yesterday you know it, it didn't amuse it didn't amuse i but i i wouldn't condemn him for the pepper pig reference I, I mean for god's sake having written a ton of these economic speeches in the past anything you can do to liven it up just a little bit for the audience you know god help us i, I challenge anyone who thinks it was inappropriate to reference pepper pig to just try and read one of gordon brown's speeches to the cbi and you know i fully commend you if you make it past the third paragraph what do you think of boris's skills as a public speaker in general He's phenomenal. He's one of a kind. He's unique in his generation. It is a power that distracts from absolutely everything else. I mean, he knows what he's doing. When he was at Eton, he studied all of this stuff. He's very well acquainted with ancient Greek rhetoric, with ancient Roman rhetoric. And you just see him in any kind of environment. And he knows how to work the room you know, at party conference, uh, Tory party conference speech, literally from the beginning of conference to the end of conference, all of the talk is either like, when's Boris's speech? Or if not, what did you think of Boris's speech? And it's been that way for like about 15 years. But he can also do like really, really big venues as well. I remember seeing him speak at Hyde Park during the uh, London Olympics. And it was absolutely extraordinary. Because I mean, London is, as you'll know, predominantly a, a Labour city and he had 150,000 people chanting his name going for risk for risk thank you Jonathan folks I've never seen anything like this in all my life and this is because of the way that he he's just able to energize people really get inside their skin you know and 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 get them punching the air and you know, chanting his name. And there, are, there aren't many politicians who can do that. In fact, I don't think there's, there's been any, any others in, in my lifetime. He's, he's quite unique. And I make this point without any regard to his politics, his character, his morality. I'm simply commenting on his, um, his gifts as an orator. Boris isn't the first person to have a bit of a gaffe when it comes to delivering speeches. Theresa May lost her voice and had things falling down around her. How does this compare to the most memorable speeches that have gone wrong? I don't think this was a biggie. I think I think it'll be forgotten within a couple of weeks. This is not there with Tony Blair being slow hand claps at the Women's Institute. I've spent a long time trying to work very hard on the National Health Service. <laughs> Thank you very much. To all Theresa May's disastrous thing. <coughs> Our economy is back on track. The deficit is back to pre-crisis levels. I think yesterday's speech was kind of symbolic because he, he lost his place at the time when other people within number 10 and on the back benches were saying that he was losing the, the plot. And so I think it has some kind of, you know, fleeting symbolism, but I really wouldn't put it any, any further than that. You know, I mean, he is still really, there's a bit of fuss about this at the moment, 
But I mean, for goodness sake, look at the polls. In your opinion, how does Boris measure up to other world leaders? Is there anyone he could learn from when it comes to public speaking? No, I think, I mean, he's, he's brilliant at what he does. I don't think at this stage, you know, you, you want to be making any dramatic shifts. I think, like, he does need to prepare a little bit better for these policy speeches, make sure he's invested himself at an earlier stage, I think, on the policy, practice them more, make sure you've got the pages in the right blinking order. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, I mean, he is an exceptionally talented public speaker and everyone who sees him speak, you know, winds up like smiling and nodding and appreciating him. So I don't think anything drastic. I mean, thinking of other world leaders, what could he learn from Joe Biden? I really don't think anyone could take lessons from Joe Biden on public speaking. <laughs> And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.